2: All right. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Amy and TJ. Uh, TJ Holmes here, Amy Robach, sitting next to me as we give you episode two of our new podcast. We're very excited. If you listened to episode one, and many of you did, and we thank you for that. But you'll notice at the top of that, Robes started by saying she was nervous. Um, so, episode two, how are you feeling?
3: Still nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very much mixed with excitement and gratitude as well. But I still have those butterflies. And I think it's just one of those things when you put yourself out there. When we were broadcasters, journalists, you're reading copy. We still are. Okay, right. But when we were on the air and we had a microphone on us, we were talking about other people. And we want to get to that place. So when you're putting yourself out there, your lives out there, your heart out there, Yes, there's more at stake. And I think you and I both realized just what was at stake for that episode, last week's episode, but also this week's episode. (laughs) Everything's at stake, and it's Uh, terrifying.
2: You know, you kept using the word terrifying. We talk about what's at stake, and what's at stake is a, I mean, these are 25, generally, 25-year careers, broadcasting careers. And it was. It's terrifying to think like everything is on the line. If we don't nail it, don't get it right, if we make a misstep, I think finally we can exhale a little bit that we um, got that one um, under our belt. And we had expectations of it, right? We had expectations of maybe how we were going to feel, expectations of how the podcast would do. We would had some expectations and fear, consternation about how people might respond. And on every single one of those notes, it exceeded our expectations. Um, So it's a huge thank you to a lot of people who, you use the the phrase, suspended judgment. We, We know we have fans, but there's been a lot out there. But we were able to finally speak, and the response from you all exceeded all of our expectations. And we are incredibly grateful.
3: We are so grateful. And we did not read the comments, I think, to preserve our own sanity. And we had some of them given to us by our producers. And we were told... 95% 95% were good. You got 5% that weren't, and that's, you know, I think a pretty good ratio. I thought it might be a little bit... <laughs> oh, my God.
2: That's a, that'd be a great Where's Rotten the... <laughs> Tomato score, right? We, people kill for that.
3: Yes. So we were very much just... Uh, my fears were calmed. I felt better about being able to tell the story... The way it actually happened versus how it was written for us. And so we were just really grateful. So thank you, every one of you all who left comments, good and bad, because that's part of what this is, is hearing you and your thoughts and what you think and what you'd like to hear more of or less of. We're open to all of that. This is a relationship that we want to build with you as our listener. We want to hopefully have some fun with you, but also talk about things that need to be talked about. So, anyway, we appreciate any and all feedback. We are getting it.
2: I don't mean that I, I, don't, I don't Appreciate all feedback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> There's some feedback I don't want. I don't want to hear it. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You are right, and we do appreciate <laughs> it. But it, there is a respect. You don't have to agree with, uh, no. or, or you don't have to agree with what we say. But you also don't have to believe it. Yep. You actually don't have to believe us to still be able to respectfully have a conversation with us. And that is where we are. So, And going into it, we had no freaking idea what a successful podcast looks like. And they were telling us, well, look, if you, if you get to this point, it'll be great. If you get to this, it'll be great. And we ended up, we landed, and this is no small thing, and we thank you, thank you, thank you for it. Because of your interest and your listening and your comments, we launched a podcast that landed in the top five of all podcasts on the charts and stayed there for the majority of last week. And you should see Robox smile right now. It's... (laughs) that wide smile of yours. And
3: I just got chills. Do you remember, do you know how many times I would get chills when we were on the set together? I was like, I just got chills. I genuinely just did because after this year, I am so grateful (laughs) to be able to get chills about something positive. (laughs) And I think that's just where we are. We are appreciative of positivity and we hear those of you all who weren't as positive. But, you know, hopefully we can keep this going and we can keep talking about other things and move the needle on... Other subjects. That's that is our goal ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I think we just also want to say that we were overwhelmed by just the personal emails and texts and DMs that we got from our friends, our family, a lot of our former coworkers, friends who I hadn't heard from, coworkers who I hadn't heard from in a while, and they mostly consisted of that they were proud of us. Mm-hmm. They all acknowledged it must have been hard to say what we said and to put ourselves and our reputations out there for everyone coming from us in our own words. And we heard a lot of, sorry, I didn't check in on you more.
2: That was, and I feel almost like I need to apologize to people who are apologizing to me because in the previous episode, we did talk about that, that people don't know what to say to you when you're going through that. And some... I think we've probably been in the position with friends and people we know before where you don't know what to say, so you don't want to reach out because you feel like you're bothering or they are, they are in the middle of some shit right now, so I don't want to disturb. And those messages mean everything. Even though you might not get a response back, we, we read the messages mm-hmm. that friends and family send us and just getting something that says, I'm here for you, I care about you. And there are some people who wouldn't let up um, in that regard, and I got in particular. Look, my cousin Charday in Nashville, love you, girl, <laughs> and my good friend JJ in Little Rock. These are folks I haven't talked to a lot in the past couple of years, and got closer to. I was so close to for so long. Both of them sent messages. Betsy, as well, in <laughs> in um, in Arkansas, um, that were saying, "I'm so sorry." After listening, I'm sorry. I didn't reach out more.
3: I didn't know. I didn't realize. I didn't know what you were going through. Yeah.
2: And so we didn't, we don't want to make anybody feel bad. That wasn't the point, but it's the truth of the matter. But don't feel bad about doing that. And if there's anything we want to I I absolutely say to folks and a ton of colleagues, former colleagues Mm -hmm. who reached out and some of them for the first time in all this, we want to say to those folks and everybody Do not for a moment, and if you're hearing my voice right now, as soon as you get done listening to this podcast, you pick up that damn phone (laughs) and you reach out to the person you've been putting off reaching out to because it means everything. And we've had situations where we have people in our lives have passed away and we go back and go, damn, I meant to invite them to lunch. Damn, I meant to reach out to ask this. Damn, please, folks, we are begging you do not. I'm serious, literally, today, when you in this episode, Pick up the phone and reach out.
3: You're never bothering someone. I think someone even said, I didn't want to add to the noise. Oh, please, I'd like to drown out some of the bad noise with some good noise. (laughs) So uh, just one line. That's all it takes. And Mm. one of my favorite things to do, having walked this a couple of times with bad things happening and people not knowing what to say, whether it's cancer or being let go from your job in a very public way, it's just one line. And I always like to preface it with this. You don't have to respond. You don't need to text me back. Just know I am thinking of you. I am praying for you. I am here for you. Hmm. That's it. That's all it takes.
2: And look, I, I didn't plan. on You you, know, you and I talked about what we're going to do in this episode, but this is something that um, there are some people in our lives that, and uh, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, right, is is a guy I've known for many, many years. And I always remember I was coming from your place in the West Village, um, and he called me, and I didn't. I didn't answer the call, but I messaged him a short time later, and he's he hit me back on text and said that's not good enough. I need to hear your voice. Mm he wouldn't let me avoid him all <laughs> no, seriously and, and there's some yeah. that are built like that and people we are closer to who did that but that's a very good example and he's one of the folks he does not he, we haven't been that close we don't stay in touch every month every couple of months but, but over the years known it. but he is one who would not let it go mm-hmm. he would not let me sit and not respond and that was that means everything to me and I know you had folks like that as well it just it means everything
3: uh well speaking of uh someone we mentioned her in the last podcast sarah haynes and we joked we hope she doesn't get fired
2: yeah they we just found out she's they're not renewing her it's going, <laughs> i'm sorry no, okay no, please keep listening
3: because i'm just joking we just wanted to make it clear sarah haynes did not get fired from the view and uh she actually we're going to lunch on wednesday yeah. so it's it's all good <laughs> and it is funny how people pick up those things and and make something out of it but those are the people who just wouldn't take no for an answer and we appreciate it and we continue to appreciate any goodwill
2: uh... and who's the uh... and another one we mentioned at last um, and he's absolutely <laughs> great um... byron byron allen out in uh... out in l.a. and a lot of people know that name um, look he's a absolute media mogul and he and i've uh, known each other for years but just in passing and he was one starting a year ago in december He might be the person I talk to most. Mm. He wouldn't let up. I Certainly every week, but every couple days, we'd hear from Byron. Like, how are you doing? What's going on? What do you need? Getting on the phone with him. Constant conversations. And so we finally were able to, as we now tell you all about what we've been doing the past week, uh, past week and a half, really, getting ready for the launch. But it started Thursday, November 30th in L.A.
3: (laughs) On that infamous day, November 30th, the day where a certain paper put out a certain set of pictures that set this whole thing into motion. So it was pretty cool exactly one year later to reclaim that day. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. We flew out to L.A. proudly. didn't have to duck paparazzi walked right off that plane holding hands it was amazing it's funny how the smallest things suddenly feel so great and that was one of them
2: okay but here's the funny thing about that we have been avoiding lax for the past year we have right yep because every time we fly in there i can't remember his name i'd love to give him credit my man from tmz he's the nicest guy with long hair he's always right in our face all right we haven't flown to lax for a year this time we're proud stepping yeah. off the
3: plane take our picture
2: yeah. didn't see his ass at all
3: <laughs> we were like well that was a we're like what are we gonna say what are we gonna nope not even an opportunity they were not there <laughs> but still okay. we were ready and we we were smiling just in case you wanted to know
2: but we were out there for the jingle ball uh for the iheart jingle ball in la and we had an iheart party to go to the day after that but the first night we got to sit down what do we have, a four- or five-hour dinner with well,
3: Byron? I think we thought we just might be able to catch them for an hour, Byron and his wife Jennifer, and we thought this is going to be amazing. I finally got to meet him mm-hmm. and his incredible wife. We walked away saying the nicest things about her. She was <laughs> phenomenal. But it did. It turned into a four-hour dinner. I think we were the last people at the restaurant.
2: <laughs> well, Byron is one. Love you, brother. But he is. he's he's hearing and talk about the story and where, how we've come out of it and where you need to go now. and. He's telling us, well, this is what you should have done. This is what I would have done. You shouldn't let anybody. Done. And he's given us this whole scenario. I'm like, bro, I'm not, a mil- I'm not a billionaire mogul. I can't go in and talk like that. So, But he, he is one that we absolutely want to give so much credit to and um, for how he supported us. And now we were able to finally sit down uh, and that was on last Thursday, Thursday night. November yeah. 30th. So Friday, we go to the Jingle Ball in L.A., and this was no small thing for us.
3: No, it was the first time we ever stepped out officially as a couple in front of cameras that we actually knew were going to be there.
2: <laughs> and did mine.
3: <laughs> and did mine and smiled, and we had fun. And we were just being us. Apparently, that's handsy and a lot of PDA, but you know what? We're in love. We're happy. <laughs> I don't know how else to act.
2: When you say handsy and a lot of PDA.
3: <laughs> well, that's what they wrote. I don't think it was that bad. We just held hands and laughed.
2: Okay, should uh, maybe okay, I give you
3: a peck on the cheek?
2: Okay, that wasn't that. That's not that much PDA.
3: Apparently, that's PDA.
2: Okay, this this is my bad. This is I have a bad bad. <laughs> oh no,
3: h- you're gonna go there?
2: No, okay, no, okay, okay fine. No, go
3: Whoa, ahead. If no, you're go gonna ahead. warn
2: me like that? Go ahead, go ahead. Then never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, you did. I didn't like the way you looked at me. <laughs> You saw that right, Andrew? Okay, yeah. She didn't. She didn't look at me right. Uh, Sydney, do you see that? All right. With, Keep going. How would you vote? All right. Give I say say it. Given her reaction, and you would say no, though. Okay. No, got, he's
3: shaking his head. Yes. We
2: got two of our. <laughs> out, star producers. I'm outnumbered. Producer. Okay, we got two of our star producers in the room uh, who are helping us with. It. Look, I'm still. I'm stalling because I'm not sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Green light. Green light. Okay. Look, it's a bad habit.
2: I suppose it could be sweet, but it could be. Sexualized or viewed as such, but I have a bad habit of when I put my arm around you, my hand ends up lower than the waist. Okay. <laughs> and That's a very sweet there. way to put it. And it's not; it's just there. It's just; it's a bad habit. <laughs> and I'm trying to break the habit. <laughs>
3: he, you <publicly>. kept trying <laughs> to break the habit while we were on the carpet. Oh, I did it again. Oh, I did it again. You, k- you had to stop yourself five times. And Sorry, it, it was, it was. I think it's cute. It's, I know it's sweet. It's not what they say it is.
2: Okay, but. I don't even know where I was. It was a fun that. night. We had a fun it was a night. Oh yes,
3: we got to really actually step out officially as a couple and actually smile at cameras and welcome the attention and welcome the focus on the podcast. It just felt good to be able to be free of hiding and running and just avoiding.
2: Yeah, and then uh, the day after that. So we're we're building up now to Saturday. We get to spend a lot of time with a lot of the iHeart folks. Uh, had a nice party out there. Um, and really grateful to everybody out there and the folks we met and it gave some encouraging words, folks who are clearly uh, know the podcast world better than we do, who were giving us tips on how to handle it and what's going to be coming. And
3: We were getting tips, and this is great. Tamara Judge, Real Housewives, oh, yeah. these are these are folks who spend their lives in front of the camera, actually, and then also have had incredible success at podcasts. So we were taking notes. You know, <laughs> We were like, what is this uh, thing called unwanted publicity, and how do we... Navigate this in a podcasting world where we are actually putting our lives out there, our hearts out there in a way we haven't before.
2: That is so so funny to think we were talking. You know, the real housewife over there, we could use some career advice. (laughs) Let's go talk to her. And that was a legitimate
3: conversation that was was happening. (laughs) We were taking notes.
2: (laughs) We leave LA, we come back here on Sunday and then Monday is the day before the launch. Mm. Monday was a crazy day. We got prepared and hunkered down like there was a storm coming. We did. Yeah, like there was about to be the apocalypse.
3: You made some healthy salads. I
2: made healthy salads. We got balls of water, some sardines. (laughs) We got a bunch of Prosecco. (laughs) We hunkered down. We really did.
3: And then, we don't usually stay up that late. I mean, by 9 p.m., oftentimes, we are asleep on a lot of days because we're early risers. You're a little bit earlier than me, (laughs) but when you get up that early, 9 o'clock is your bedtime. So to stay up until... Midnight, we needed a strategy, and we decided to land on watching episodes of Wipeout.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but
3: it's, I think it's become one of our absolute favorite shows.
2: Because, you know what, you need an escape, right? Some people have reality shows, as escapism, or, but we had... Something we just knew was gonna make us laugh, and just people falling in the water and getting banged by the big balls and whatever. <laughs> you see the show, right? Because he knows it was like. So it was oh fun. God. So sure enough, we have become now, and I'm worried about this. It was like watching election returns, and all we were doing was refreshing the the Apple right. app. the podcast. Where are we? Where are we?
3: <laughs> yes, and you start to get obsessed with it. So if you can take your mind off of it with people falling and the carousel, Hell, cetera, you know, it just, <laughs> <laughs> it got us to midnight. Uh, I'll put it like that. So
2: sure enough, 12, 1201, 1202, 1203, it wasn't up yet. Right, so it takes a minute, I don't know, it takes a minute to get it loaded or whatever it is, but we kept refreshing and refreshing. It wasn't there. There was a
3: video of us, we would have looked hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it yet, do you have it yet? It's not loading, it's not loading. <laughs>
2: so finally it shows up, we go holy hell, and even though we knew exactly what we said and we had listened to it several times, we asked, We put the thing on, the, uh, on our, our sound bar and blasted the entire episode in the house that night. And listen to the 45 minutes of it.
3: Yes, we did. And we listened to it alongside Amy Sugarman, who was uh, in L.A., so it was a little bit earlier for her. But we were getting, you know, texting back and forth throughout the entire episode. Do people know who
2: Amy Sugarman is? We just said it, but do people know who she is? I don't know. They should. Sugar. Sugar is, I (laughs) I think she... Can we, do we call her Boss Lady? What do y'all call her? Boss Boss Lady lady works. Okay. Uh, She's, um, she is the head of all, she is the creative mind and the person who's been so great to us at iHeart and wanting to help us get a podcast off the ground and launch. So she has been great. And so she was up with us until. All well, up end. with
3: me until about 2 a.m. Yeah, and that's I when out. I finally could take no more and fell asleep. And it's funny because we went back and looked at the texts, and TJ and uh, Sugar were going on until I don't <laughs> even know three something, no and more, yeah. I was out. You you don't see one more text from me until yeah. 7 a.m. the next day. <laughs> but I looked at all the things I missed when I woke up. It was it was encouraging. You
2: missed a lot. You missed uh, a phone call. I had a full conversation my uh, my oldest daughter. Calls me in the middle at 314 is when it was because she listened to it and Daddy, good job. <laughs> and she was almost apologetic as well. Like, I'm starting to know you were going through because all that stuff I had not shared. So I got that phone call, you still sleep, and I just stay up. I couldn't sleep. And then we're starting to see it rise and rise and rise, mm-hmm. and we're number one in our category. And mm-hmm. then we crack the top five of all podcasts, yeah. and we just felt great. The next day on Tuesday, December 5th, a day that a year ago Mm. was such a difficult one, and this time around it was one of the best days and best feelings we could ever imagine.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic Happy International
5: Women's Day. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabe. Annabe, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639.
3: we really felt like we could sigh some relief and be excited and celebrate. And so it was pretty cool. One of my best friends, Nikki Espina, sent over a bottle of, I never know how to say it, Veuve Clicquot, Vev Clicquot, I don't know what it is, but that really (laughs) fancy champagne. (laughs) And we thought, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we decided to really take this day to celebrate. And that we did. And we went out to lunch uh, Trinity Place, yeah. right?
2: My friends, yeah, your friends in Givu, my, my friends sent me some boons Farm. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, is anybody outside the South going to get that?
3: Oh, my. Strawberry wine? It's <laughs> oh, the yeah. you else? Okay. When you're, yeah. <laughs> 18 <laughs> more like 15 I was wasn't gonna it? say 15 okay. but then I thought I might get some shade for that <laughs> but did you see I almost said 15 yeah that's more accurate, it's more like 15 so. yes okay so we had the fancy stuff uh. and it started the day off right and we continued the uh celebrations so, and it just so happened we, oh, we did party that, we day. that day my parents come in on the most um oh,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> on the craziest weeks I feel but like when you need a most They are there, and so it worked out. They weren't coming to celebrate our podcast. They were coming to celebrate my oldest daughter, Ava. She got a lead in uh, the NYU play, Merisol, and she played the role of June. So they were coming to support her, and it just so happened that this was podcasting week. I mean, we didn't plan any of this. It just all kind of aligned so they came in, and the four of us went out to celebrate. But wait, did dinner? we make
2: clear the last time they came here or, or last year? They just happened to be coming. Right. And that they, they were in the plane the exact day or the exact moment. Yes. The, that our private romance was revealed. Yes. And so now they're on the way. <laughs> on this big day so they're supposed to be coming back later this month and we were like oh what's gonna happen (laughs) they're coming back
3: in two weeks everybody buckle up (laughs) I don't know what's gonna happen I'm terrified but something is it's (laughs) always but
2: Wednesday we had the great dinner with them it was was so nice and I've known your parents for a long time so it's um, always, I love hanging out with them. By the way, uh, they're just a blast. But we go to dinner that night; had a good one.
3: And you know, you know my dad well enough to know his tricks. He has this thing, so it's always who's going to pay the bill at the end of the night. And we had we ordered a lot of food, a lot of wine, a lot of booze. I don't know.
2: And I got him,
3: and he got him,
2: got him. I got to pay the check,
3: and it was fun because this was our first. So we formed a corporation, um, and we decided to name our company, Banana Bean. Uh, My youngest daughter's name is Anna, I'm gonna call her Anna Banana, Annalise Banana. And TJ's daughter's name is Sabine, he calls her Bean. And you came up with the idea, I think, to call our company Banana Bean. (laughs) (laughs) And they love it, And it's great, so we got to pull out the, is it an actual official expense? We felt like it was a business dinner.
2: Okay, we are saying we need to say that for IRS purposes right, right. now. It was a business yes, we dinner. We had a business dinner with your parents that night. Of course we did.
3: I mean, it was absolutely tied to the podcast. Yes. So we were able to I don't even know if my dad knows that we were expensing that dinner, but dad, <laughs> don't worry about it. We're expensing it. It was on the business card. So that was fun. It was a, it was fun. My dad was I mean, he was he was mad. He likes to pay the bill. Well, he was he likes, mad right well, well, he,
4: was, he,
2: likes mad?
3: he wasn't mad. He was just okay. like he got me.
2: Okay, tell him he can Venmo <laughs> me if he wants to, <laughs> the balance. But no, I don't want him mad. But then the no. next day, we go to lunch with him, yeah. a lunch that was supposed to be 12.30 to what?
3: We had, yeah, like maybe an hour. My yeah. mom and I had plans to go shopping in Soho. Yeah. That never happened. It didn't
2: happen. So we ended up with having this long uh, April Spritz-filled lunch I think, with your parents.
3: again, we were the last people because it was yes. like in between Servings and so, uh, like it, between lunch and dinner.
2: It was that uncomfortable time where the whole wait staff is looking at you, saying, "When are they leaving?"
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> we would like to prepare for the next shift.
2: Yes. So. But we were still there. Yeah, but we—that was funny. That day we were leaving, I went to the waiter and said, "Hey, man, we need to just square up." He said, "No, the gentleman already took care of it." So you're. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he got you back.
2: So okay. So our next meal is gonna be fun. Um,
3: <laughs> it's a brewing competition that I hope never stops. It's b- fun.
2: But then, so that takes us now to Friday, the next day, which is Jingle Ball, New York. Huge, mm. huge event. And we were so excited about this because Sabine was so excited. I've been talking to my daughter, a 10 year old. Sabine, the little one, about this for weeks. And we have been planning her outfit. Mm. She got to pick everything out. She got new shoes. She got some new designer. What's it called? A triple T, I think. I wish I could give the designer credit right now. But the shirt she was wearing had Elvis and Memphis on it. We were so excited about the jingle ball.
3: She had her motorcycle boots. Oh,
2: yes. We were very excited about that. You did
3: her hair with the braids on the side. The half
2: mohawk. It was nice. Hair by Holmes. Ah.
3: (laughs) It (laughs) continues.
2: <laughs> um, but that was another great, great night um, to be able to go there. And you had to only be there for a short time or were only able to because you had Mommy Duty and you had to go see another show.
3: I had to go see Metisol for the second time. There was a there was a, a change in the cast and so she wanted to have me see her play roles on, with different people. So it was great. But it's just one of those things that any mom knows what it's like. You know, you have a business uh it, it was again, this is business, but it was fun uh, well, yeah. a, a business obligation that is fun, and also you've got you got mommy duties so mm. we we figured it out and and did both and had um a, a rush across town but i I made it and it was fun to be able to celebrate her mm. and uh what she's been able to accomplish there at n y u and uh, that was a a fun moment
2: but I was able to do both because my work event happened to be the fun event for exactly. my daughter so we go out and um you and I didn't see a lot of the concert in l a Um, because we were shaking hands and doing that thing. But Sabine wanted to stay in the arena and watch everybody perform. So I had to go out there and fake like I knew the lyrics to some of those songs. I, actually, Most of them.
3: didn't you post something where yeah. I was laughing so uh, hard? You were trying to sorry. pretend like you knew the words, but it was so obvious you didn't. It's good
2: for you. It's good <laughs> for you. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Meantime Sabine knows every word. Every word. So <laughs> cute. But that was a
2: blast. <laughs> On Friday, that was another late night. Uh, and then Saturday we get together. We have, we just happen to have a wedding to attend. We just
3: happen to have a wedding. This is one of my oldest and dearest friends. And I don't mean to say she's old. It's just we go way back Uh, (laughs) at NBC. She's going to love that. She is so young and beautiful. You (laughs) wouldn't believe it. But no, she was, I was so excited for her getting married for the first time at 51. She found love and we were there to celebrate with her. And it was fun to see all my old colleagues from NBC. I was there for nine years. So, and it'd been a long time since I had seen a lot of them. So it was a an amazing way to end a very
2: it was, incredible
3: great. week that had so many highs, and it was just the perfect way, I think, to button it up to celebrate yeah. love, and that's what we yeah. were doing, and it was a uh, it was a unique experience for you. Um,
2: um. What? Which part? The, the dress you were wearing? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I'd say, I, I can't even believe. Well, I'm on this thing now about where my hand goes. Um,
3: <laughs> oh, right, because, <laughs> because it had the dress you were it wearing. had a lot of sequins, and yeah, it wasn't it was, comfortable for you to have your hand It you it usually was, put This it.
2: was a very difficult <laughs> dress to do PDA in. Because um, we say sequence. and it was the larger one. Like it was like
3: big sequins. Yeah, they right. like coins. And they would so, flip up and down.
2: Yeah, yeah it was a... <laughs> So, I mean, we found a way to keep my hands to myself. You wear that dress often enough.
3: It's like a training dress for you. What does that mean? Meaning, after enough times, if I wear it, you'll know not to put your hand there anymore.
2: Isn't that like you train a dog to do something?
3: (laughs) Husbands need to be trained, and so so do boyfriends, I guess. I mean, I think most women would agree.
2: Um, But the (laughs) wedding that night, I well, I we bring it up now Mm. because we have a... I got a note this morning as we were preparing for this podcast, a note from our producer Hana, who we love, that was giving us suggestions about what to put in oh, things we could talk about. And one of the notes she had said, you want to talk about the wedding you all went to and that you all were reportedly dirty dancing. So that's the note she sends. You were still asleep at the time. That's the time it I seems came like in. like that's a
3: trend. Right? I'm sleeping, <laughs> and you're I'm working. I'm awake, awake working. <laughs>
2: But that is when I came into the room and said, hey, baby, you're awake. <laughs> I did not know. I've, I've said this in the previous podcast. You absolutely know this. I do not read headlines. I do not Google my name. I stay away from it. And so I had to ask, what is she talking about?
3: And I said, oh, I did see that yesterday. There and you was- didn't tell
5: me. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's,
3: you know, ignorance is bliss, and that is part of your reasoning behind not reading all the headlines. But I got a kick out of it because I read it, and I thought, wait, it didn't just say that we were dirty dancing. It said that it was a very in front of it. It was like an extra emphasis on the dirty dancing. And I found it to be hilarious and probably not even worth me bringing it up to you because you and I know and everyone at the wedding knows you didn't even get on the dance floor. <laughs> you stood at the corner of it this and watched funny. me do my thing with some of my girlfriends yep. and the bride. But you were like, uh-uh. No, thanks. Well, and there's a reason why.
2: It's hilarious. The <laughs> idea that we were dirty. OK, stay with me here. We were dirty dancing <laughs> at a wedding reception where the band and the genre of music was yacht rock.
3: <laughs> <laughs> In fact, everyone on the dance floor at the end of the night had sailors caps on Yo. that they handed out to everyone who was there to celebrate because it was a yacht rock party. And so there are some songs that I could tell you every word to that you've never even heard, heard before. before. Like there was one in particular, and it's one of my favorite songs uh-huh. by Christopher Cross, Sailing. Everyone was like, Sailing! And we run on the dance floor, and he's like, How do you dance to that to this. song? And then you watched how we danced. To that <laughs> song. Not, and you were like, I'm gonna stay in my seat.
2: No, but it was, this is funnier. <laughs> Hannah's note is funnier because the theme of our night really was as soon as I hear a song by a black artist, baby, we're gonna be in there. <laughs> and I was waiting for a song I knew or how, sailing <laughs> take, take me Okay, can you, everybody, right now, close your eyes hear that song in your head and imagine me and Robok dirty dancing to it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What do you even do? (laughs) Uh, It's hilarious. So I got a kick out of it.
2: It's a kick. It's funnier because I literally did not dance a single song that night. You did not. Because
3: it was yacht rock. And I didn't even, know how. I didn't even try. Because okay. sometimes I would be like, come on, come on, come on, dance with me. I knew it was a moot point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's not getting on this dance floor. So it's very funny okay. to see someone say something that not only isn't true but couldn't have been further okay. from the truth.
2: And for your information, there were two songs by black artists yeah. that we heard them cover. One was sitting on the dock of the bay Otis by Redding. Otis Redding, and the other was a Gladys Knight in the Pips Midnight
3: Train. Midnight to
2: Train. To... Those were the only two that we heard.
3: <laughs> and that was actually when we were having dinner, and no one and was on the did. dance floor. Yeah. So you even missed that, that opportunity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, look, we are we are laughing, we are cracking up. It's hilarious that that was a funny headline that we can make light of. But there were look, there were other headlines this week with agendas and we absolutely anticipated that that was going to happen. There's nothing we can do about those, but this place, this podcast, this platform is not and will never be. We are committed to a place that this is not going to be about gossip. This is not going to be a place where we clap back at headlines. We are not going to get into that back-and-forth games because gossip is toxic. And so today we are here, we are happy, we are healthy, hmm. we are grateful, we are so touched by the response, and we are onward and upward.
3: We certainly are. And you know what we also are? We're tired. <laughs> Even with all the sleep apparently I got, you got while you weren't sleeping, uh, we're, we're tired. And I say this because it was a pretty funny moment. We get done with the wedding, Sabine's at home, she's actually being, uh, Nikki, the aforementioned Nikki who got us the fancy champagne, was watching Sabine and she was excited because we told her, hey, as soon as we come home from that wedding, we are going to watch a horror movie with you. And that's kind of been our thing now. She likes watching, because we love horror movies. And like, what better way to... She resisted for a while. Yeah, she did, but she is... In on it now, and she had a specific show. She picked the movie, right, that she wanted to watch with us.
2: Again, we didn't get done with this wedding until almost eleven o'clock. Yeah, and she was committed. nope nope, I'm gonna stay up, and no, we're gonna watch a movie when y'all get back. And she wanted to watch
3: The, the Blackening.
2: Blackening. <laughs> uh, so. We partied after the week that was. (laughs) This is finally the last event. We can stop. We can shut it down. We can go and go to sleep. Sabine was like, "Uh uh-uh. When y'all getting home? She was texting. She was texting. But when y'all getting home, the blackening, we got to watch it. So sure enough, we get in and we set it up. You make the popcorn. You hand it out to everybody in the individual tins. And we start the movie. Sabine is loving it. And then she almost cussed me out the next morning because she said, y'all went to sleep on me again. (laughs) We fell asleep in the halfway through the movie.
3: They took a picture of it. It's a pretty funny yeah. photo. We can we can give it to the producers. Uh, yep, it is documented. We didn't last I don't know, I think I lasted thirty minutes maybe into the movie.
2: <laughs> but if you haven't seen it. It's um, great. But,
3: it was the third time we had seen it. We would never fall asleep during that movie normally. Yes.
2: Um but that's the week that was. It was a wonderful one. There were I guess you could say highs and lows. But there were so many highs that it almost seems like we are doing a disservice by spending a moment on the lows. So thank you all. We are grateful
0: and we are off and running. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic
2: And we've gone back a little bit to and kind of the lead up to the podcast launch and all the events and good times and, and like parties and whatnot and things we had to celebrate. But it is wild robes that it started out like as heavy as it could, but it helped us with perspective over the past week and a half because you lost someone near and dear to you. And we found out about it just days before launch.
3: Yes, and I'm going to try to do this without crying, but I don't think that's going to work, so I apologize ahead of time. But this is somebody who has been so special to me over the past eight years, and I met this beautiful soul, Olivia Hutcherson, right after I finished my breast cancer treatment. She had just finished hers, and... And we were both declared cancer free in remission. And I did a story with her. She was so young when she was diagnosed. I believe she was 28.
1: Mm.
3: And she had such a vibrant spirit about her, and so much positivity, and so much hope and joy for the future. And it was a way to celebrate even younger women getting cancer. And so it was a bar. A Also explaining to our audience that you don't have to be an older woman to get cancer. Breast cancer can happen to anyone. And so it's on you to take charge of your health. So she was that woman who embodied all of those things. And she was just incredible, so much so that we developed a tight friendship over it and stayed close all these years. Several years later, her cancer came back stage four metastatic. And she was in the fight for her life, literally and figuratively. And I watched this beautiful woman fight with grace, with love. She was a professional dancer, and she taught dance to to students. And she had accomplished so much in her life, but she had so much more to do. And mostly she just wanted to give. She wanted to give love. She wanted to give hope and inspiration. And she documented her battle on Instagram in 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 a very real and honest way. And I know many of you might have followed her. I hope you do now. Her... Her account is still up but we lost Olivia um, this Saturday after Thanksgiving. And I reflected back at the moments that I still wanted to have from her. The last text that I sent to her um, was just a few weeks before she passed. I didn't know how bad off she was. She didn't tell me. She didn't want me to know. She told me she started her new treatment. Let's get together. And I said, Yes, I will be thinking of you and I will be on standby for a date. And that date never happened because she passed away very quickly after that last text I sent her.
1: What
2: was the, uh, I can't remember how old.
3: Olivia was 34 years old.
2: 34. That's, I remember, and for folks, I, I only got to be around her, I think, twice, um, but certainly yes. once. We had her on the show even once, but we, um, this is a young woman if she walked into the room mm. uh, and in on two fronts here looking at her you would never you wouldn't even know she was dealing or fighting a a, a battle with cancer um, and two talking to her you would never know she was struggling the way she was because her energy her spirit I've been amazed by this and I've been I've seen it more with being around you and actually Morgan another good friend of yours who we will certainly be talking about and maybe even have on the podcast at some point. I, I don't understand how people who are that you describe to me going through the hell that they're going through literally in a battle for their lives, how they're picking me up. Not not just because oh, oh I feel okay, I shouldn't uh, complain about anything because somebody's going through work. No, no, no. They literally talk to you in such a way that they are encouraging you in your life and concerned about you. I was always amazed by that with Olivia
3: to that point, going through all of this, and she's fighting for her life, and she's checking in on me. I have a couple things I just wanna share with you because I want you to know the love that Olivia gave, not just to me, but to everyone around her. And it's just inspirational to the point where I think we all, I know we all can learn something from Olivia and continue to live differently because of how she lived her life. Just a few months ago, she wrote to me and said, I had a dream about you last night, it was so vivid. Very crazy, I felt you so strongly. I know I must sound crazy, but I just want to tell you how proud I am of you for being such a life force and choosing love. Side note, a dear friend of mine transitioned last week to heaven, and I couldn't help but think of you. Sadly, death teaches us how to live. She says to me, this is her quote, I am sorry I haven't checked in on you more, but please know I think of you often. I pray for your peace always. Hope you are well, my sister. That is remarkable to me that in what she was dealing with
2: literally fighting to live and
3: she's worried about about me Mm -hmm. and that is just that takes a very special person in that situation and and I I also just I really want to share with you I know people who are familiar with Instagram they know that when you have a a post you want people to to check back in on or read, you pin it. I don't I'm I'm not that savvy with tech, but I do know that much. And so I was looking back because she was a poet as well. She has a book out there. She she gave so much and she gave so much art to the world, not just through dance, but through her words and, of course, through her love. But she had this is almost exactly a year ago. She put this post up. And I'll, I'll, I'll truncate it slightly, but she put this post up on Instagram, and for anyone who wants to go and look at it, it's still up there to read. But this just hit me after her passing, her words of inspiration that I will keep, and I kept with me through this week, and you know I did. DJ, I, um, I've i been wiping away tears, but they're also tears of of joy because I know she's not in pain anymore. I know that she's free of her body. And I know that her soul and her spirit live on, not just literally, but through the people who she touched. So I just, I'm hoping that her words, you, go, you all can listen to them, will also have the same impact on you. She wrote this in December of 2022. I wanted to write something super motivational as the year comes to a close. The only thing I can truly tell you is this, though. When you see me and you see something good, the only good thing about me is God. He has literally lifted me off of the floor and put me back together again time after time. She goes on to say, I didn't get here overnight. It took pressure, process, tears, fears, surrender, re-surrender, an army or prayer, warriors, my mother's arms, my brother's TED Talks in the living room, and a few real ones. I learned less is more, And time is running out every second. So let's love now, forgive more, and yes, pray for those who have come against us and our families. The poison only makes us bitter. Life is short. Today is what matters most.